You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. All right, welcome to another episode. Today we have uh, a very special guest, and he's been a friend of mine for a while. We have Mr. Rob Sperry. Rob is an author, speaker, and also a business trainer. Welcome to the program, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on, my man. We've been able to hang out all over the world, right? Including uh, Belize recently, which was a ton of fun. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's one of the cool aspects of being your own boss is you get to travel the world and uh, on your terms and and do what you want to do. So uh, uh, that, that's been awesome to hang out with you and a bunch of other cool business people. Yeah, well, you know how it is, right? You get you get that whole love association, which we hear and sometimes we roll our eyes and we think it's cliche, but then it's true. And it's like all these different ideas and conversations and side conversations of this person's doing this business or this person's doing that business or this person's doing this investment or this person's <laughs> working on this for their health. Like I always come away just re-energized and it's always a reminder to me of just making sure I surround myself with the right people like yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, we've learned a lot. Uh, both Holly and I have attended Rob's uh, mastermind events and just uh, you don't know what you don't know. And you, and you just get in touch with people and find out what they're doing. And it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. And, and uh, uh, you learn a lot on those things. But uh, let's let's get to know you a little bit for our audience. Um, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to be an entrepreneur and um, uh, how you got started. Yeah, my dad would always point out to me and people that were doing manual labor, and he would always say it's such an important role. It's, it's, you know, everybody has their things that make them feel important. But he taught me about the whole concept of trading time for money. And he's like, you get to a point where you're, you're capped out in most of these things. And even if you charge a little more, you get to the point, you can only charge so much. And so then he taught me, he didn't even use the word leverage, but he taught me about leverage and his his dad, so my grandpa, was one of the largest owners of KFC, uh, the franchise, when the franchise was bigger than McDonald's. And so, you know, he got to see that. He got to see that multiply. He got to see as he divested or invested, divested from that and then invested into real estate and the stock market and different things. And so he always taught me the concept of leverage. They own their own business. And so for me, it was always in my mind, I was the wannabe entrepreneur, even when I was in college, it was like, I'm literally not focused. I'm just writing all my ideas. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And so by default, I say by default, because it was my comfort zone. I, I played tennis, semi-professional tennis, college tennis, ran a tennis club. I really just did my own tennis programs. That was my first really true entrepreneurial venture where you know, I saw the the leverage type vehicle and I started looking around and read the millionaire next door and read that, I don't know, something like around 80% of millionaires own their own business. And so for me, it was, it was a no brainer, but it was scary trying to figure out what and find my way for sure. Yeah. 
Now, uh, and we haven't talked a lot about network marketing on this on this program. And uh, you've you've had most of your success um, through through the network marketing area. Just for a level set for people who may not know what network marketing is, I mean, we call it different things, right? Network marketing, direct sales, uh, social sharing. You know, like it comes by different names. But uh, what what's just a generic definition for people who may not be aware of the industry? Yeah, you get paid on building a distribution channel. So just think of most traditional companies like say Coca-Cola spends hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing and advertising. And if you go share with someone else that they need to try the new cherry Coke zero, you don't get paid on that. That's okay. Each model is <laughs> different. Not one, neither one's better or worse. It's just different. And so network marketing says, you know, let's not spend money on marketing and advertising. Instead, let's pay people via word of mouth. And so they've got tracking mechanisms where they can pay you based on, you know, the network that you create. The cool part about it is there's a lot of myths where people think you got to get in the beginning and you can't make more money than the person above you. That's complete BS. I always made money, more money than the person directly above me. So they have different types of requirements that make it where I truly believe it's the most moral form of compensation. I also say network marketing done wrong is your greatest nightmare because all they're doing is hyping things up and, and trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want to do and severing friendships and relationships, becoming part of the NFL, the no friends left, right? The all exclusive club, but network marketing done right is your greatest dream. I mean, think about it. I've had people list out their dream business or job and it's time freedom, financial freedom. You know, it's not dealing with all the, the headache of hiring and firing, right? It's the flexibility. It's it's a leverage vehicle, it's upside, right? All of those things. And network marketing done right is that. Now, it's not to say it's easy, but nothing worthwhile is easy. I've got incredible four kids, way harder than I thought it was gonna be. Incredible wife, <laughs> way harder than I thought it was gonna be, right? Everything worthwhile is always harder than you think it's gonna be. It's it's really just choosing, you know, I just look at this a lot easier. I'm not saying it's easy, it's not easy at all, but it's a lot easier if you do it right. But most people, unfortunately, don't treat network marketing like a business. They treat it like net lottery ticket marketing, net hoping, net wishing, net dreaming, net looking around, not network marketing. So they talk to three or four people and hope that somehow those people talk to people and it just grows. And that's not how it works. You got to treat it how you would treat a real business in order to make real business income. Yeah. And I always, I always thought it's, I always called it the great equalizer because it doesn't matter what your education level, your background, your age, um, uh, your race. I mean, just nothing matters. You just, there, there's a, there's usually a system that you just kind of plug yourself into and, yeah. and you just kind of follow the leader to make money. Yep. hundred percent. And, and for me, like I'm an entrepreneur first and network marketing is something that just was a great transition, but even still eventually, like the great part is, is, you know, for me, it took time to consistently make seven figures through network marketing. And now I just focus on coaching, but now I've taken all of the connections of focusing on being a networker first and network marketing second. And through that, I'll make more money this year off investments than I will off of anything else. But it, a lot of it was the skill set that I learned through network marketing as I, I made sure I didn't look at everybody as a prospect. They focused on really just becoming a very good networker. And it's led to more and more and more, which has been a ton of fun. And now you just want to you want to help other people. It's like you're at the peak of the mountain and it's so awesome and fun. And my favorite quote of all time is die with memories, not with dreams. It's my mantra. And you just want to bring more people with you. Yeah. And um um yeah I, lo I love that saying die with memories uh not not with dreams um and and think the things you described i mean they're they're true with really any business you know networking is key to really any business especially small businesses 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, how did I, I give examples? I got a, you know, several years ago, I got a, a brand new Mercedes at cost. And I reached out to an employee that was the manager, regional manager. And he's like, you've always been good to me. You've always stayed in contact. Like contact means like once every six months, just quick text. Uh-huh. Didn't even pitch him anything. He's like, I just asked him where I should go. And he's like, I get the friends and family discount twice a year. And I'm not using one of them. Just gave it to me. How to get my kids into the school that was full networking. How did I get my kids into the tennis club that some people have been trying to get into for five years. And I got in the very first week. It was just networking. So it's just be a good freaking human being and network and take care of people. And so now, you know, I, I felt like I got away from it for a couple of years. It was more just heavily focused on my profession and I got away from the networking. And so the last couple of years, I really made a focus, especially last year on going to lunch a couple of times a week. And honestly, there's zero pitch anything. It's just asking what they're up to, what they can do. And through that, it's actually led to three or four of the best investments I've ever been in. And I, I didn't even go in with the intent of hoping to find those or anything. It was just being a good human being and networking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's really cool. So, I mean, you, your background, I mean, you, you joined your first network marketing company, like in your twenties, you're a guy, but the company you joined was known for, for skin cream. Right. <laughs> and, yes. and, uh, and so a lot of people, when they look at network marketing, they're like, Oh, I've got a, I've got to be this, uh, you know, I got to have this great testimony. I've got to have this great story about the product in order to go out and, and sell this product to, to my friends and family. Um, so did you just have fantastic skin from this product being a 20 something year old male or, or yeah, what? <laughs> 20 year old guy, right? Everyone's like, wait, what? Like how I overcame it first was mentally. I looked at it and I thought if someone approached me or anyone, let's say it's a guy and said, Hey, I've got the fastest growing franchise. Do you want to own it? It's the most lucrative franchise. I would say yes. And then if they said it's an incredible product, I would say yes. And then if they said the incredible product is lipstick, I wouldn't get hung up on, but I I don't use lipstick. I would look at, is it a great product? Uh, What do people say? What do people think? Um, I would look at the business model, right? Of it and I would be in if all of that works. And so, you know, I think too many people just get caught up in, in the little things like that. And, and they create these limiting beliefs and barriers where they feel like they can't sell because they make it all about them. And I, I realize it's not all about me. It's about others. Now I got to have the belief, but the belief doesn't come from always having to be right. Having that personal product testimony. If I know it works extremely well now, course if you can have that i think it can be extremely powerful and you should go for that if you can but it doesn't always work out that way so for me at that point i saw an incredible company incredible products i saw incredible leadership and mentorship and so um i was able to have a lot of success because what helped me get over it is is how i focus with other people to help them overcome it yeah and 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 so network marketing has a stigma you know right a lot a lot of people um, you know, call it a, a pyramid scheme, or they call it one of those things. And, and, uh, you know, I know it's not true, but what would you say to someone who, who felt that way? Yeah, first thing is, I don't get defensive, I ask questions to make sure what's their true intent, what do they mean? Um, you know, you look at the family structured like a like a pyramid, right? Uh, corporations are all structured like a pyramid. Um, you know, what are the odds if you go work at, say, Google, 
that you're going to get to the very top of that. So, you know, you could say, well, wow. Whereas that becomes very political on who gets promoted. And I know there's skills to it, of course, but it also is political. Whereas in this, it doesn't matter your race, your gender, your age, your educational background, you're going to get paid based off of the results that you create. So some people I've seen work four hours a week and make great money. And I see other people work 80 hours a week and they don't make great money because it's paying you based off of your performance. And so, you know, I look at it and just say that first off, it goes back to the myth I said, where you can't make more than the person above you. And if you can, which you can, then that means it can't be a pyramid, right? It's, it's just impossible because you can make more and, and they've created requirements like that so that you know, someone isn't just making, you don't just sign one person up and do nothing and make a lot of money. They have some other basic requirements to make sure they allocate the money to paying the, the right people, which has been fun to see. And that's years and years and years of perfection. Now, unfortunately, there are people that do it the wrong way, promote it the wrong way, right? Try to make false promises, mm -hmm. try to make it seem easy, try to make it seem like you only have to recruit two people and you're done. And that's not how network marketing is actually really done. No one has success like that. Yeah, and I think I think so many people quit in the early stages before they really even learned a skill set. Like it is a new skill set. And, and so if you're new to network marketing, you haven't done it before. It's just like learning any new thing, any new job. Think about how when you how you were when you first started. And and I think people expect that immediate success. And this, like we said before, the same laws of business apply to network marketing. Yeah, it does to other businesses. Um, it's just it's just better in a lot of different aspects, and and people um, are drastically underpaid in the beginning, and then they can be drastically overpaid uh, once they have success in this. Um, but I think that's that's probably one of the major problems, uh, or I guess not problem, but just a, an aspect of network marketing is is people quit way too soon. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's like anything. I mean, people how do you expect to have success when you haven't even fully committed yourself and you want people to join you, but then you quit two months later. So you were never really <laughs> truly committed to your journey. I mean, can you imagine opening up a franchise, say a subway franchise and a month later, Oh, well, not enough people came in. I'm closing yeah. shop. No, I mean, it's one of the greatest <laughs> strengths and weaknesses of network marketing. The buried entry is so small and so low. It allows, you know, the average person to be able to have a chance, but it also creates less commitment because of that. So that's also the weakness inside of the strength. Yeah. One of my mentors is a chiropractor and he's like, man, he's like, I spent, you know, four years at chiropractor school. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get my practice open. And he's like, you know, I wasn't going to close my doors if it didn't work after a couple of months. He was, he was committed at that point. And, and uh, uh, so similar example. How's the industry doing overall? I mean, it's 2022. Um, you know, network marketing has been around for decades, uh, you know, 60, 70, 80 years yeah. now. Um, but it really got rip rolling in like in the 1980s, 1990s. I know it, uh, it, it grew in the 2000s. How, how's the industry doing now? Well, from a macro perspective, people don't realize it. It's over $200 billion industry. It's much bigger than most people realize. And that doesn't account for many of the, the companies that are in Asia that don't report their sales. So I believe it's much, much higher than, I know it's much higher than that. Um, that's bigger than the NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Soccer here in the U.S. combined. So 
it's much, much bigger than you, you can even imagine. Um, it's bigger than what the movie industry does on a yearly basis. People just don't realize how big it is. Um, from a micro perspective, it's, it's very interesting. Um, currently, we're in a recession. A lot of politicians don't like to say that from all different countries all over the world because they like to say whatever makes them look good. That's pretty normal. <laughs> doesn't matter what side you're on. Both sides do it. Um, but we're in a recession. And because of that, you know, you'll see some companies flourish. You'll see some companies, right, get weeded out, which happens in all industries during the profession. And I think re recessions are good because it makes people get hungry. It makes people get creative. I think because of the recession, you'll have more people that are willing to look because they've either been laid off or they're not getting paid as much. And it doesn't take money to make money. It takes creativity to make money. So they're going to be more creative looking for options like a network marketing um, type deal where they can plug into and get incredible mentors and be able to start a business for, you know, not a, not a high cost, high upside with very little low uh, getting started cost. So I'm really excited to see where it is now. Uh, to see where it comes out of the recession, where it comes out of and, and where it heads the next 10 to 20 years. Because I believe when you really break it down, it's, it's what people are looking for. Network marketing done right. You got a legitimate product. You got great mentorship. You have great culture that incentivizes you, does trips, has fun, right? You get a dream again. You're not worried about like promotions and not getting promoted because of politics. And you have this income potential that is very high. Again, that's not easy. Nothing's easy, but it's pretty cool to be able to dream again. Yeah. And, and, you know, just coming out of the pandemic, you have people that have now experienced working from home and they, they like it, you know, they, they don't, they don't want to get back in their car and commute to work, you know, to the office an hour each way. Um, and they want to be with the people that they love the most instead of the people that they love the least um, and so I think it's open, like you said, it's opened some people's minds more to something like network marketing, because when they, when they evaluate their options, a lot of them are looking at the same old things, right? Uh, if I want to make more money, I need to work more hours, take a second job, go back to school. Uh, okay. Maybe I start a business. So I buy a franchise or something like that. And usually network marketing isn't on their radar, I think because of an awareness yeah. for the most part, but, um, you know, it, it like you said, I, I think it's, it's drastically growing as an industry. It's fun. It's fun to see. It's fun to see the direction it's headed. And, you know, people are learning how to do it better and better and utilize social media practices that aren't annoying and spammy and do it the right way. Yeah. What are some of the I mean, you you work with some of the major network marketers out there, the six and seven figure earners, people, um, you know, who are, who are having success, but but also people that are just getting started, maybe, you know, are also using you. But what are some of the some of the major principles or maybe mindset characteristics that, that you're seeing people really need to develop out there to be successful in an industry like network marketing? I mean, honestly, it's just grit and toughness. It's because you always learn like what to say and what not to say and what fits your style and what fits your personality. But if you're not, if you're not tough, if you have a bad day, bad week, bad month, your ego just can't handle it. But if you're tough, you, you give yourself room and grace and time to figure it out. Now, you got to follow toughness with 
being deliberate because there's a lot of people that think I'm just tough and I'm never going to quit and I'm going to have success. It doesn't work. Um, I can't just sit here and do nothing and, and not quit for 20 years. Um, so the toughness has got to turn into being very deliberate with constantly looking to improve. But there's just so many different systems and strategies that work now that I just believe if, if one can be tough and deliberate, then they can learn it. I mean, I've seen so many people from all walks of life that have never had success before in anything go out and have a ton of success in network marketing. Again, it may take six months. It may take five years. I don't know. Each person's different, different journeys, right? But I've seen it and I know it's absolutely 100% possible. No, good stuff. And again, I think those are principles really for any industry uh, out there, any any type of business. Again, the same same rules apply here. Um, so you have, you have a couple of books out, you got a game of networking, game of conquering, uh, a few other books that you collaborated with a lot of different networkers out there. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to, uh, to, to mention those I, I've read them both, uh, or those two, uh, um, at least those two. So I want to mention those for, for people out there. Um, what are, what are some books that you're reading right now that, uh, you're learning some things from? Yeah. So for me, I constantly listening to podcasts, right? I'm constantly listening to different books. And so what I've done is I've gone back and actually to some of the books that I liked rather than reading new books, because I felt like I got caught up in new, 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 new. And so the, the book influence, right? They have the new version um, of that book. And it just goes through all the principles of, you know, that people use for influence and marketing and branding and it's a long one. And so I've gotten bits and pieces to that. And then in between that, I found that if I'm not paying attention, then I'll switch over to another book and then I'll switch back to give myself a little pattern interruption and make sure I'm laser focused. Awesome. So you do something pretty cool and we're getting, we're getting wrapping up with time here, but I know you do something cool with your kids. And, and I want to talk a little bit about lifestyle of an entrepreneur yeah. Uh, so what is it when your kids turn 12, they can pick somewhere in the U S to go with their mother and you go on a trip, uh, they go on the trip with, the uh, um, opposite, or I guess it's the opposite, opposite gender, gender parent. Gender. Yeah. Cause yeah. we got two boys, two girls. So we just, yeah. for us, it worked out where opposite gender. So my daughter's 11 turns 12 in October and we're going in November on a, a local trip. And then, you know, we've got four kids. We are two older. did that 12 year old. And then when they turn 16 with the same gender parent anywhere, anywhere, anywhere they want in the world. So my son did Dubai. We did that a year and a half ago. And then my daughter, she wants to go tour um, a couple countries in Europe. She's counting Europe as a country. I told her it's a continent. Uh, she says, yeah, people do that. Big, you know? <laughs> so, um, so they just really, really look forward to that. And then we, our goal is to do seven, minimum seven family vacations every single year um we've we're going seven to maui. you said seven seven is the goal and we, we're going to maui in three weeks for 10 days um so uh that'll be a lot of fun and then we took the kids just barely to new york two or three weeks ago and then you met the two older kids that mm -hmm. were in Belize. um and so you know for us it's just constantly trying to remember that because yeah sometimes we do too much for possessions they'll never remember the possessions they'll always remember the the memories that you create and so we're trying to more and more and more focus on just creating experiences and memories so i have no problem spoiling with memories and experiences yeah and I, I just think it's such a such a cool thing because i think most people 
Uh, well, I know most people can't even fathom seven vacations in a, in a single year. I mean, they're just struggling to get one good one out there. And then to be able to give your kids an experience like that is just uh, is, is just unreal. And I, I think it's really, really cool. It's fun. I'll tell you that it's uh, it's a lot of fun. They really look forward to it and seeing both the daughters plan their trip. Yeah. With my wife and one with me and the almost 12 year old's been talking about this for three years. So <laughs> it's really, it's really cool. So are you, are you adopting any new kids? I just, I just need to ask. <laughs> I get asked that from adults all the time. <laughs> just like, are you contributing? Are you like, no. yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah, because I do consider the European Union as a single country, so that's probably (laughs) what I'd pick too. It's been fun (laughs) to see how many other people have adopted either that or their own version of it. It's been really fun. I get tagged all the time on different posts, so yeah, really, really fun, really cool. So, before we go, how can our audience uh, get in touch with you, learn more about Rob Sperry? Yeah, so my podcast is Network Marketing Breakthroughs with Rob Sperry, and I've got a lot of content that's non-network marketing on that as well that will just help you in general for business and life and then just my name rob and then think of sperry s-p-e-r-r-y just first and last name you can find me on facebook or you can find me on instagram you won't find me on myspace but you can find me on facebook or instagram <laughs> or youtube i think i still have a myspace account floating out around out yeah, there somewhere <laughs> Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Rob. So our guest today has been Rob Sperry, an author, speaker, and business trainer, uh, and uh, also the author of The Game of Networking, Game of Conquering, and what, what are the other books you have out there, Rob? Yeah, we'll just go your rank advancement blueprint. There's like, I don't know, a total of eight, but let's just go with three. Yeah, who's, who's counting? I, those are my favorites. So cool. Thanks again, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.